Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From Week 1 all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline where the game starts. What's up, everybody? Blummer is back. The Astros lose a heartbreaker to the Orioles last night. And who the hell wants to win the AL West? Anyone? Let's dig in right now. What's up, H-Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast. Your home for all things Astros. With your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Now, here's Balky and Blubber. What is up, Astros fans? Welcome to episode 90 of the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm Jeff Balky, my partner Jeff Blum, back in the saddle this morning after uh, an absence from illness for a little bit there. Blummer, how you feeling this morning, buddy? Um, I'm a little tired. These long games uh, getting to me a little bit, but uh, you know it's tough to sleep when your mind is reeling like that. But it's good to be back. Oof. That's good, buddy. I, I last night was a. Uh, we're going to talk about it. That was. I was about as brutal a loss as I've seen it in a while, and in a season that really feels like it's been filled with just some Oof. terrible losses. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I said on Twitter last night, excuse me, <coughs> X, uh, that a season feels like there have been more just heartbreakers than normal, and maybe that's just me personally, but it certainly feels that way. It's been a mm-hmm. Last night was bad. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and, of course, YouTube. Give us a follow on Twitter uh, or X, excuse me, whatever. Uh, now, and on Instagram, at Believe in Astros. Find me at Jeff Balky, Blummer at Blummer27. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Thanks for uh, giving us all of your feedback and uh, your reviews. Really appreciate that. Um, lots of good questions like, what is the ML- MLB gold card and how cool actually is it? <laughs> I was just reading about this recently. I want to ask you about that in a little bit, Plummer. But um, let's talk about this heartbreaker last night against Baltimore. I mean, look, the Orioles are really good. Um, mm-hmm. But there's just so much to discuss. What, what, just first thoughts, like um, what was it like at the game last night? What, you know, what, was, what happened really in your, in your thoughts? 
Uh, it just, like you said, it felt like a tough loss. It felt like you had the opportunity and, uh, you know, credit to the Astros offense for battling back in a couple of those games. Uh, it's just extremely frustrating when you get a start from your ace and Justin Verlander and you're not able to accomplish the W. And I know that there were a lot of factors going into this. Uh, the injury to Brian Abreu, hopefully he's able to be available tonight um, because in the, in the moment, it in Kansas City, he got hit by that uh, comebacker, but he finished the inning and looked really good doing it. But yeah. uh, apparently wasn't available on Monday night, and uh, it was just frustrating. It's frustrating when you know there were so many factors involved. It was just really frustrating. It was really deflating. Being in that ballpark and hearing the crowd go nuts when they took the lead was great, but then the complete silence after that, uh, after some of those go-ahead hits by the Baltimore Orioles were devastating, and I think the entire ballpark felt it. Yeah, that you mentioned Brian Abreu. Apparently, to, they said that his, the X-rays were negative, so they think he could be back um, as soon as tonight. Let's hope for it because he has been stellar uh, recently. And and it brings up the question: I mean, do we still trust Ryan Presley at this point? I mean, he's given up six. He's blown six saves now, counting last night. Um, Abreu is clearly a guy that could be waiting in the wings to take that spot. I mean, how are we feeling about Presley after after last night giving up that three run homer? Um, you're feeling that you paid him as a closer, and he's going to be your closer. <laughs> uh, you had, you know, Chandler Rome nailed it in his article this morning in the Athletic yes. when he said that the two highest paid relievers gave up the most runs in that game last night, and that's where you have to kind of reevaluate what's going on and say, you know what. Um, I've got to maintain my trust in these guys. You've got to trust the fact that we paid them to figure this out, and uh, hopefully they do, uh, you know, before the end of the season, so that they can have a good run in the postseason. But yeah. um, unless you're willing to take that opportunity with 11 games left to flip your closer, you know, that's yeah. a pretty ballsy move in itself, right there. So I think Ryan Presley's your guy for the rest of the rest of the season and into the postseason. Always the pragmatist, uh, my friend, and uh, and that's just the truth. I mean, it, it really is. He is your closer, better or worse. And and speaking of those questions too, you know, Martin Maldonado came up in the sixth, two runs mm-hmm. on with two guys on, and struck out. I mean, in the sixth, it is early to pinch hit for a guy, um, but it's tough when you've got both Michael Brantley. Um, and Yiner Diaz on the bench, who had potentially better opportunities there. Um, as Ch- And Chandler Rome, you mentioned it in his article this morning. He really did a good job of laying out the fact that there were some, you know, I don't want to call them mistakes, but there were some choices that were made that perhaps could have been made differently that might have resulted in a different outcome. Well, again, you know, you, you, you hate to harp on, the clo- on Rafael Montero and Ryan Presley, but at the same time, you're not having this conversation if Rafael Montero has a shutdown inning, if Ryan Presley closes out the game, which you would have hoped he would have, but at the same time, you know, in the sixth inning, in uh, in in contention for the pennant, you know, you have. I I would have been a little more aggressive. Dusty's going to be Dusty, and I think we just need to give in to the fact that Dusty is yeah. set in his ways. He is going to do what he what he does. We can have the conversation because that's part of the beauty of baseball. And if you know, if I was managing the team, I'd want to have the conversation. Um, I've been around plenty of managers that have made decisions that I don't agree with that I've been able to have the conversation with. But that's kind of the beauty of baseball is that you can play the what if game, and that's kind of what our job is, anyways, on this side of the ball is to be able to have those conversations. But 
I think when you get to that sixth inning and you realize that you have a a career 300 hitter in Michael Brantley on your bench. Uh, you And then you could replace him with a guy who has 22 home runs. You might feel a little more comfortable. I know that the defensive side maybe doesn't call the game you want, or maybe pitchers aren't exactly 100% comfortable with them. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I think if the team understands that you're trying to put your team in the best position to succeed, you're willing to overlook some of that stuff. And it, um, an aggressive move in the sixth inning. There's no guarantee it pays off, but maybe it's a better opportunity, and you got to play that out. And I think that's you know what managers do, and why there's data, why there's analytics, and why there's yeah. human beings are, you know, what led into that ball game. But Dusty is very set in his ways. He is going to, he's going to use particular guys in particular innings out of the bullpen, and he's not going to pinch it from Aldonado until the ninth inning. We just need to give into that fact, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, and and I mean. <laughs> Again, ever the pragmatist, but I think it's just how, you know, you've just got to settle in to this thing and and uh, and hope for the best. What do you make? Like, I know that they changed the batter's eye a little bit, and there's been some talk about. (laughs) Yeah, what do you make of this whole thing, Plumber? I mean, is this really a factor? And are they going to need to change it in the off season? Like, what's the deal? Well, I mean. I don't, I don't know enough, and you know, I don't know if there's rules. You know, I don't know if Major League yeah. Baseball says there's a certain parameter for how big the batter's eye needs to be, but just having hit in the professional level, mm-hmm. the better I can see the ball, the better hitter I'm going to be. And in this yeah. day and age, guys are throwing 100 miles an hour. Guys are spinning the hell out of the baseball. Yeah. The better opportunity I have to hit is the better opportunity when I see the ball. And you know what? I haven't, I haven't, I hit with Towels Hill. I've hit in uh, Seattle with their backdrop. I hit in Montreal where we literally had a, a, what looked like a black drape hanging about 5,000 feet away. So, I mean, I've seen depth, I've seen lights, I've seen all this stuff, but I know that a cleaner, less, uh, less, uh, less active background, so to speak, Mm -hmm. um, the better I'm going to see the ball. But you know what? I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's drastic enough to go change the entire batter's eye. Um, You know, there's those conversations are going to have to be made, but at the same time, the only argument I have is, okay, I get it. You, you you play here 81 games. The batter's eye isn't exactly the way you want it if you're a player. Well, there's other teams coming in here that still put up numbers because as bad as the bad as the Astros' offense is, so is the Astros' pitching at home. And that mm-hmm. doesn't really kind of – it doesn't debunk, but it kind of offsets your argument about the batter's eye for me because no, the opposing team still hit. Yeah, that's 100%. You're right. I mean, that's the thing uh, is exactly what you said is that they, uh, everybody has to play here. Yeah. It's not like you're the only one hitting against that batter's eye. Um, but it does. it is interesting. I will be interested to see in the offseason if they decide to make changes. Um, you know, they said mainly it was from lefty pitchers that was the problem, which is why they mm-hmm. painted, I guess, part of the right-hand side. I mean, that little tiny sliver or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting discussion. But you're right. It, it I don't think it has much bearing on whether or not the Astros are going to hit more. But let's talk about this insane AL West. Where Dude, everyone does anybody to want, want this thing? It's like the, everybody wants to lose their way to the division title. It's it, it's crazy. I mean, the Astros sweep the Rangers, then they lost four of six to the A's and Royals. The uh, Rangers swept the Blue Jays, then got swept by the Guardians. They also mm-hmm. la- lost last night to the Red Sox. The Mariners have been scuffling. They got swept by the Dodgers, lost two of three to the Angels. 
I mean, the Astros are a game and a half up in the division, but good <laughs> lord, like what is happening right now? It's all there. Everyone's descending to mediocrity. I know. Well, at the beginning of the season, you know, I don't know what the Fangraph numbers, but it, you felt like ninety-six to ninety-eight wins were going to win the division. Now you're going. Yeah. It might be ninety-two, right? <laughs> 90 you know the exactly. way things are going. But I also find it fascinating that uh, you know the Mariners scuffle against the Angels. Obviously, the Dodgers are a very good team, so I'm yeah. not going to hold that against the Seattle Mariners just because the Dodgers are they're they're a beast. But yeah. at the same time, losing to the Angels and then the Rangers getting swept and their bullpen, you know, blowing. I think they've blown three of or they've yeah. gotten three saves in their last 13 opportunities. That is a yes. ridiculous number for your bullpen to blow up on. But it's ultimately what's crazy enough is ultimately it's going to come down to them playing within the division because the Astros will get their opportunity in Seattle for three games. And typically in the past, specifically last year, they've played very well at that ballpark with a loaded crowd, loaded fan base. Uh, The Seattle fans hate us. They hate the Astros. So they feed off that for some reason. And then you're going to see the Seattle Mariners play the Texas Rangers six times. So it's going to be amazing that we have, we're going to get this far into the season and it's basically going to come down to the last nine games of the year. It's it's always incredible to me that teams play 162 games and they end up with <laughs> often with very close to the same record. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just incredible that it happens that way, and it happens so often. And you look look the Blue Jays are actually ahead in the wild card race. They're a game up on both despite the being and swept the, by the Rangers. Despite being swept by the Rangers, what the like, hell? It's just the most weird. I mean, you look at the upcoming schedules. The Astros have two more at home with the Orioles. I mean, three. At home with against the Royals, which is no gimme. Those might be um, that might be a big series. It could very well be a very big series. Then they got three at Seattle and three at Arizona. Now you got to assume like Arizona might not be playing all their guys. You know who knows what's going to happen in that last still, series. There's that the, the National League wild card is just as nuts as the American it League, is. and Arizona is still it's a in it. Yeah, it's it's very wild. And then you look at the Rangers. They've got two more with the Red Sox, who've been playing pretty well lately. Mm. Then they've got three with the Mariners, then three at Anaheim against the Angels, and then the final four games of the year in Seattle. I mean, four. four. That's a big series. And then, of course, the Mariners at Oakland, uh, they have the, the two series with the Rangers, and then uh, against the Astros. I mean, the Mariners' schedule is, not, is, is no gimme. The mm-hmm. Blue Jays, interestingly enough, they have three in New York at the Yankees, yeah. then three uh, at home against the Yankees, sandwiched between two series against the Rays, both home and away. Mm. So it's not like they've got a cakewalk either. I mean, yeah, this, these it's are just very, very meaningful games. It's still crazy to me to think that with 11 games left, you still – if. If you're an Astro, Ranger, or Mariner, you still have the opportunity to be the number two seed, yes. the number five seed, the number six seed, or be out of the playoffs. Or out. <laughs> or out. That, what? <laughs> I mean, that is some crazy. That's like NBA level crazy. Like at the end yeah. of the season when there's like a bunch of teams grouped together and you're like, well, you could be number two or you could not make the post postseason. You could mm-hmm. be in the lottery. I mean, that is just some nuts. I mean, especially with again, 162 games. Like statistically, that's just got to be some crazy numbers to figure that uh, that it's that close. 
Yeah. Um, Unf- unfortunately, Rob Manfred's in that little cave going, hee, 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 hee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he's in there with the Stygian witches. Yeah, he's loving this. They're, uh, they're st- it's, hey, it's almost Halloween, Blummer. It's getting close. I don't, I don't know if you've looked around outside, but it's, yeah, it's there's down a lot to of Halloween. It's, there's a lot of Halloween decor going on <laughs> outside. Yeah, so, okay. So the Astros have a couple more with the Orioles. Listen, the Orioles are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's no crime if you have to lose to them a little bit. You don't want to. But to me, that Royal Series, I mean, you've got to go into that Royal Series assuming you've got to win all of them. Like, unless, unless I mean, we say You this, have to play with that intensity. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's what I wanted to ask you about. It feels to me a little bit like this team just doesn't have like the, the Astros teams of the last few years, uh, really dating back to 2017. They always felt like they had a bit of that killer instinct mm-hmm. swagger. There was that sort of just I don't know what it was, but it was that that sort of level of like, OK, we're going to come in here and we're going to put our foot down on you. And that's how it's going to be. They would blow some games like everybody does. It's a long season. But there always seemed to be that energy that would come in when they needed to, when they really felt like their backs were against the wall or when they just felt like they knew they needed to take care of business. Is it just me or does it feel like that energy just doesn't feel like it permeates this team as much this year as it has in years past? Uh, yeah, no, I think that's uh, that has a lot to do with it. I don't know where it came from or where it left. You know, I'm not sure what that is, but at the same time, it feels like it feels more this season that they just kind of show up and expect to. I don't know if they expect to win, but they just feel like they don't have to add the extra effort um, to go out there and win some of these games. And there's not that urgency to it. And it might be because the Rangers keep losing and the Mariners haven't been able to catch up. I don't know what it is, but yeah. uh, you're right. In the past, I feel like there was a sense of sense of urgency. And I don't want obviously bullying off the field is not a good thing, but uh, it felt like they right. bullied a lot of people on the field uh, yes. when they came in. They would just kind of come in and go, oh, you think you're going to beat us? And they just push them aside and, and score their runs, win their game and leave town and right. uh, that that part of the momentum that they've been able to create in the past hasn't been able to be created this season for whatever reason I don't know and that's the other thing is I don't know if the Astros have come back to the league or if the league has come up to the Astros I think that's kind of the interesting conversation because we know that the Mariners the Angels the the Rangers everybody's trying to get up to the Astros but at the same yeah. time I feel like the Astros like because of that attitude you're talking about have kind of regressed back to the league where they were just absolutely elite but that being said I know for a fact that there are a lot of teams that do not want the Astros in the playoffs for the specific reason of they're pretty damn good. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're 100% right about that. And who would blame them? I mean, listen, mm-hmm. this is a team that you mentioned it a minute ago with the, with the Mariners. You know, the Astros seem to thrive on that uh, being hated, you know, uh, and it almost feels like they need that motivation. Uh, yeah. In order to in order to get themselves up for games, I mean, obviously this is a somewhat different roster than we've seen in past seasons. We've, there's playing some younger guys. There's some different 
you know, moving parts out there. But it's been really interesting to watch this year where, um, you know, you have a team that has so, such massive ups and downs, especially mm-hmm. offensively. Um, but even with the pitching staff, I mean, that I, you know, I, I tweeted it last night. I was like, it just feels like there have been more heartbreakers this year. And, mm-hmm. may, and I probably am wrong about that. Um, well, a lot I've of it's too been, because we've been spoiled rotten. <laughs> well, and that's what I was just about to say. You read my mind on that one. So much of this is just how good this team has been. I mean, <laughs> yeah. nobody wants faces in playoffs. Why would they? I mean, good grief. No. This team has been so good for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like at that point, you just kind of throw your hands up in the air and say, I, I told someone recently that we should just be counting our blessings. I know it sucks. My, you know, last night, my my buddy and my brother-in-law both texted me, this sucks. You know, they're like furious. But it's frustrating. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a fan. It's a fan. It's very frustrating because we we know the national media knows other teams know how good this team can be, but it just hasn't. Yeah. It, they haven't like just rocketed like we expect them to. Well, that's it too. It's been. It feels like they're always on the precipice of being yeah. really, really good, and they just can't seem to like get, kick it into gear. Um, a couple things from not specifically Astros, but I, I wanted to get your take on a couple things. One, the Tampa Bay Rays are getting a brand new dome stadium, Blummer. I don't know if you saw this, but they reached an agreement. Like, I don't know where they're putting it. I'm hoping not in that <laughs> same area where it's been all this time. Um, but at least that's got to be good. I mean, for at least for I was just thinking yeah. about your happiness. <laughs> going down there because at least it's a dome stadium, right? At least it's protection from the elements, something, right? Or am I wrong? (laughs) That's the only upside. Although I was there in 2004, we had three hurricanes rip through there and some of the paneling was coming down. I mean, this place is dilapidated. They've put lipstick all over that pig and they're trying to keep that thing moving but man they need a new stadium they've got too good of a team and i think it really the what's crazy about tampa bay is i I love the fact that they're even considering i mean obviously seeing is believing when they actually start breaking ground on this thing but um you know when i was there in 04 we recognized that they build a football stadium for the tampa bay buccaneers and they win a uh, uh, super bowl yeah. they moved the tampa bay lightning into a new arena they won a stanley cups now they're on this stanley cup run that they're on uh, right. and then we saw even the arena football team moved up there they won an arena football championship and the tampa bay rays are sitting down there in st petersburg about 20 miles away going hey we want, we want to compete. You know, we want some fans because what's I, what's crazy about the Tampa Bay Rays is, is nobody wants to show up to that stadium. It's a long way from where a lot of their fan base is. So it's a commute. Yet they have probably some of the highest TV ratings because they're such a good baseball team. Obviously, their TV crew is really good, too. Dwayne mm-hmm. Stats and uh, Brian Anderson love those guys. Yeah, very but there, good. more people are watching that because they don't want to go to that stadium. It is such a weird situation down there. And also, isn't it weird that Tampa Bay has mm-hmm. three of the four major sports? I mean, Tampa Bay. like San Diego has one. San Diego has one, right? Seattle has no NBA team. And Which is San a crime. Diego has a single team. Tampa Bay has three of the mm-hmm. four. Like, 
It's just huh? it's, look. I've been to Tampa. It's it's a nice place. There's nothing wrong with it. The whole uh, east, oh excuse me, west coast of Florida is quite lovely. Mm-hmm. But um, good grief, um, that is weird. Also, great article in the Athletic today about the Padres and their just implosion yeah, I read this that. year. Eight, they're, they're basically the talk is that AJ Peller, who's been there for a while now. Um, maybe is it's it's not working out. Um, you know, the the term you're toxic spending close to three hundred million, and you're not in the playoffs. You know, it's so interesting. To, he's been through something like twenty nine different coaches uh, mm. over the last like I don't know how many years. Um, it's worth a read because I don't know. I mean, also to me, like. They have two guys that are in their 30s that have 11-year contracts. Like, <laughs> what is – like, listen, I get it maybe one. The Astros won't give out a – one. They won't give out anything. And they're they're handing out – They won't give it out to a 26-year-old. They're giving it to 31-year-olds. Yeah. got Xander Bogarts and Manny Machado are getting like, you know – I don't know, man. There's there's a, there's, a, there's a crazy spending and then there's the Padres. Kind of what it feels like. So, Blummer, I need to ask you about something. And this came up a while back. I've been meaning to talk to you about this. There was a story in uh, about the things that major league players actually counted as like big deals in their careers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they talked about a st- starting on opening day, which I think is really interesting. A uh, hundred yes. strikeouts if you're a, a reliever in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they talked about this eight years of service. You get this MLB gold card that allows you into like go to games for free, basically for life. So I'm curious, what are those like? What are some of the milestones that you viewed in your career and, and with other players that were big deals that maybe we don't think about? Like we think about all the big you know, 2,000 hits, 3,000 hits, you know, 500 home runs, all the different 300 home runs. What were some of the ones that sort of mo- – that that you guys as players recognized as being a big deal? Um, opening day rosters, opening day starts, uh, obviously. Um, t- just because of the prestige of running onto the field and being announced on that opening day is huge. But uh, there's, there's certain um, – milestones that are non-statistical and maybe don't get talked about enough, maybe enough. And they will be getting talked about less because of the data and the analytics in the game, because there's this thing called a regression analytics that don't allow players to get to the level of eight years of service time, 10 years of service time. And those are the two numbers I think that stick out most for a lot of ball players because of the eight years means that you've played an extremely amount of time, a long amount of time. You're two years into your free agency potentially, but you get legitimate a gold card. If you would have given me a heads up, I could have gotten mine. I have it in my safe downstairs. And if you, I if I told pull, you, yeah, if you pull it out of the leather, the leather wallet that they give it to you and I dropped it on the counter, you'd hear it go ting, ting, ting. I mean, it's not pure yeah. gold, but it's, it's gold plated. Oh, that's um, so cool. And have it says, it? no, I haven't had to. I mean, I, I know enough clubbies and people <laughs> yeah. around the league that yeah. I can get 
get tickets because I'm still in the game too. Right. But, um, you know, there may be some other guys. I know guys that have used it. Um, but it says, you know, we appreciate your service in the Major League Baseball and then the Players Association. And then uh, it says, you know, congratulations on eight years of service. You are now allotted two tickets to any game anywhere, anytime during the regular season. So you just, you just have to call the organization. They basically put you in touch with the traveling secretary. You get two tickets. You could be in the nosebleeds or you could be in the front row. You know, it, 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 they're just right. wherever they can find access and, and hook you up. Um, so that's one of them. The other one is the 10 years of service time. And the reason that's yeah. important is because of the uh, pension plan. You max out oh, your right. pension when you get to that 10 years of service time. So, yeah, those are some of the Fully cooler... Vested. Yeah, those are the cooler uh, milestones as far as just service time. And those are some of the benefits of it. And not to mention, you get to roll around and realize that, man, last time I checked, it was, you know, seven or 8% of everybody right. who's played in the major leagues has gotten to 10 years or more. And that's when you get to roll around. And you tell, so you, you tell a kid now, you tell um, Gunnar Henderson or you yeah. tell uh, Greg Kessinger, man, you know, Hey, I played and I got 10 years in, they're going to go, what you got 10 years in the Bay leagues. I mean, it, it's almost like you're a unicorn. That's so cool. Well, Abreu yeah. just got his 10 yesterday, I think, wasn't it? Yesterday yeah. Or day before, which is really, yeah, I'm not cool. sure how the Abreu. service time adds up, but usually it was right around 180 days. Cause you count 162 mm -hmm. games, 18 days off. And you get to that number of a full year of service time. I don't know if it's changed you, or not. When did you hit yours? Um, I was actually here with the Astros in 2008 when I got to my 10 years. Yeah. That must and I was actually cool. a month short of 14 big league seasons. Wow. Well, Wilmer, that is something, man. Like you yeah. said, that is a, that is a badge of honor that no, I mean, really, really just Thank super you. cool. And the gold card sounds amazing. It's just, it, it, it's it like, looks legit. I've got to bring it out. It's amazing. It's, yeah. It has both the national league and the American league lo like emblems on it. You know, it's, 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 and it has your name engraved on it. It's pretty legit. It's awesome. It's pretty legit. Last thing. And then we'll get going for this week. Cal is moving to the ACC, Blummer. What so the hell? Congratulations. You are now in the Atlantic Coast Conference, buddy. Get your frequent I, I, flyer miles on. Right. I don't know. What, what are we doing? I don't understand this what whole process. Did the ACC buy Cal? Did Cal buy in? <laughs> Where's this money coming from? The only thing, the I mean, are all just the big three sports going? Is everybody going? I mean, is, is Cal lacrosse going to make it all the way down to Miami for these games? What is I mean, that? Is that sounds hellish. But yeah, we're in the ACC. Here we go. Congratulations on that. <laughs> yeah, congrats. We're going to get waxed. It's <laughs> just unbelievable. I, honestly, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to just make football a thing, right? That's what I'm saying. Eventually. It's like it, just be basketball, baseball, football. The only, I mean, because right. you're not going to make any revenue if you're sending every sport cross country for any school. Can you imagine the cross, the the rowing team. It's got to go yeah, all. Let, the, let like me the get my team. let me get my canoe and let's go. Let's go Send east. To Duke. <laughs> what the heck, man? I I, I'm, I'm seriously trying to wrap my head around that because it I'm, it's amazing to say that, by the way, Pac-12 Pac football is having a career year, oh, by God. the way, winning everything. But yeah, the, a, the ACC, I don't know. I don't get it. Well, yeah. congratulations to you Cal alums out there. 
Yeah, way to go. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to this Ooh. episode uh, of our of our uh, breakdown of the uh, Cal to the ACC transfer. <laughs> <laughs> it's big news in the Blum household, that's for sure. We'll yeah. be back next week with a fresh pod brought to you by Bet Online. Huge thanks to everybody for listening all over the uh, all over the world. In fact, you guys are great. Keep liking and subscribing and commenting. Super thankful for everybody. You guys have a great week. And as always, please, fingers crossed, go Astros. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.